Hey folks, thank you for joining me. I'm Bobby Marvin Holmes, host of Hugh Voices, a podcast where we center the empowerment of black children, youth, and families. Today is our speak on this segment, where I share my professional insight as a social worker and my lived experiences. The 2021 Maryland Legislative Session is in full swing, and I continue my conversations with advocates who are working on policy that impacts the lives of children, youth, and families. Today, Jamal Jones, co-director of the Baltimore Algebra Project, and Maddie Johnson, community organizer for the Morris Gates of Baltimore, join me to talk about Youth Lobby Day. Thank you for joining me, good brothers. Matt, I want to start with you real quick, brother. Uh, can you tell me about your work and your and your involvement with the Morris Gates of Baltimore? So, dealing with the Morris Gates of Baltimore, um, our whole objective is to uplift fallen humanity and to teach people or others about themselves and who they are, um, and how to find that connections. I mean, the closest connection through self to, to Allah, um, who some call God. Um, also, like I said, one of our main things is community organizing and getting people civically engaged and uh, educating people on social economics and the importance of social economics. Um, right now, um, we are forming a People's Council and the People's Council will represent um, the people uh, within the law and, and politics. Um, so like today, uh, for example, we had a press conference with the mayor um, and with the mayor, we decided, I mean, we discussed how we were going to be entering a partnership with the children's cabinet um, and the people's council are the ones who will represent the people or the youth dealing with the children's cabinet when it's time to make decisions and everything. So that's mainly what we do here at the Morris Gates of Baltimore, um, community outreach and uplifting for all of humanity. So tell me, Maddie, can you talk about your involvement with youth advocacy? So uh, I basically got involved with youth advocacy um, around about 18 or 19. That's when I was seriously started taking it uh, seriously. Not taking it seriously, but um, learning. I started perfecting my craft and learning the right ways to go about dealing with certain things, um, such as pulling resources together and um, making a thing happen from, you know, two people coming together. One plus one equals three mindset. Um, so throughout me learning certain things, I was already dealing with people and I already had a passion for helping people and uplifting people, um, especially those who can't do for themselves and those who can't see um, from the inside out. But um, that's how I really got introduced or when I really started or that doing what I was doing with youth advocacy. Um, when I joined the Baltimore City Youth Commission and I believe in 2018, October 2018, that's when I really started because I became um, the head chair to access the resources committee of the ninth uh, district. But um, I'm sorry, head chair to access the resources committee of the Baltimore City Youth Commission. Like I said, I was representing District 9. What were you seeing in your community that said, you know what, I got to do something? So not only has the like the number one thing that I have a problem with today, not only has one of the things been me growing up in my neighborhood and seeing the same politician in the same seat and nothing changing all these years. Um, aside from that, you know, I feel as though that I have a gift. Um, and that gift allows me 
to see outside of my circumstances and to see another side of things. And with that being said, I'm able to help people who can't help themselves. So with that being said, um, like I said, I, I, that, that's what really drives me. That's what really gets me going. Cool. Brother Jamal. Yes, sir. Brother, uh, I was introduced to Algebra Project, um, I want to say 2010, 2011 years ago, man. Um, definitely familiar with the work um, that you do. Uh, but please, um, for our listeners, man, can you share a little bit about, about Baltimore Algebra Project? Yeah, sure. So um, I'll talk a little bit about the organization and then I can get to the specifics of what's coming up. So uh, my name is Jamal Jones. I'm co-executive director of the Baltimore Algebra Project. But that's just a lot of fancy words to say I help facilitate a youth program in Baltimore City. And the organization does two things primarily. One is math literacy work. So what does it look like to have young people teach each other math? in schools and then the other part is student advocacy which is like which types of organizing campaigns or sets of organizing steps do students need to go through what trainings and models development networks what types of things needed to be developed within sets of students so that they ultimately become um full citizens but also also active participants in not only their educational experience but overall their engagement in civic life and so um what that has kind of yielded over the years is a set of advocacy things that occur each year and so what's coming up now is our youth lobby day that's done in conjunction with or in partnership with the uh reimagined just youth justice coalition which is a coalition we're a part of that is led by black folk who essentially at the state level when folks are having conversations at a policy and legislative and lawmaking level about how things will be impactful or not for citizens of Baltimore, these students are included in and participating very actively in that process by not only just participating in the lobby day by like joining in, but during that time period, it's like writing testimony, having uh, in traditional phone, in traditional lobby days when it's not COVID, we'll do phone banking, but we're gonna be doing email blessed and we'll be having like folks be able to do social media posts but ultimately like learning about the legislative process from front to back getting a sense of what bills are relevant right now and that the coalition is i'd like working towards or in opposition of and then activating or giving students a chance to participate in that process with some adult support good deal maddie um, back to you real quick, brother. Um, why is this important? I mean, we're, we're talking about taking Baltimore youth uh, and engaging them in a process that a lot of folks aren't aware of. Um, but by and large, I don't have to tell either one of you a lot of the issues that's that's on the table definitely impacts. Baltimore youth, black youth disproportionately in a lot of ways. We're going to get into bills in a minute. But Maddie, why is this so important for for our youth to to see and to engage in? You said why is this so important for them to be civically engaged? Yes, why is it important for them particularly to be engaged in, in this policy work and uh, this youth lobby day coming up? 
because if you're not in the work, you have no control over your everyday life and the laws and the bills and everything that's concerning your everyday life. You have to know what's going on in order to know what's going on in your life. You have a lot of us out here now, that's why we're so lost and feel as though we don't have these things available to us because we aren't civically engaged. If we were civically engaged, we would understand how much power and control that we have as a people. But we don't understand that because we are not civically engaged. We believe that these uh, politicians that we continue to elect in seats, um, we believe that these people, you know, can do the job. And we believe that these people have power and they have a say so or they can actually do more than what we can do together, all coming together as one entity. So that's why it's very important for our people, for young people to be uh, civically engaged so that we can know what's going on in our lives and have control over what's going on in our lives. For sure. Uh, Maddie, I, I've said years ago, man, and I, and I still hold on tight to this uh, to this day that Baltimore youth is some of the most powerful, impactful youth in the world. Um, they I, I, I believed in them already, but once I saw their power be tested in 2015 after the uprising and they made the whole world stop, look and listen, um, I said, no, nah. <laughs> we, 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 we definitely got a strong, strong group here of youth, strong community of youth here um, that if that energy, that passion is guided and cultivated, uh, the, 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 it's nothing they can't do. The world will change. Um, Jamal, you know about this firsthand, brother, um, with your involvement with Baltimore Algebra Project for years. Um, can you talk about, Jamal, what's, what are some of the bills that this youth coalition is looking at on Youth Lobbying Day? What are some of the things that are on your agenda? Yep. So um, on any given year, it's a range of stuff and it really depends on which coalition we're working with. But for this particular Youth Lobby Day, um, this one we're looking at four bills, three that we're in support of and one that we are in adamant, rigorous, violent and um, this in, in overall like difficult um, opposition of and those bills basically are there's a bill that is about youth restoration programs um, there's a bill that basically essentially reinvests some money into um, investing in young people as opposed to just uh, having them incarcerated and released and not necessarily being supported um, there's a bill put in for youth interrogation. Basically, um, in the state of Maryland, you're still able to interrogate a young person pretty early, way before the age of 18. And basically, if you think Central Park 5, that type, that type of situation is still possible within the legal system because of the way the laws are structured. So this uh, bill is actually set up to make it so that in order for police to interrogate young people, they have to be either in the presence of a parent, guardian, or legal counsel. Um, and that's because, you know, students or young people get into conversations with police officers and then whatever they say gets used against them in court. 
Um, and then the third bill that we were supporting is about youth probation, and it's pri- primarily around the concept of um, this omnibus. It's wrapped into an omnibus bill, which is like this overall large bill that basically includes a lot of different stuff. But the major thing that got wrapped into it is this youth probation piece, which basically um, – limits the amount of time that a judge can put on a youth probation sentence. Currently, there is no no restriction on that. So basically, judges are able to, at will, basically give students or young people sentences or punishments that extend the entire length of their juvenile um, life. And so, in theory, there are young people, and not and in practice, unfortunately, there are young people who have been and will be on probation for their entire juvenile lifetime. And so, this bill would correct that. And in terms of the bills that we are opposing, it's HB 180. That bill in particular, bill number I'm going to explicitly say, that's HB 180. It's sponsored by one of the worst um Maryland legislators that is currently in office, Luke Clippinger, and basically he is sponsoring a bill that is about sexting, and essentially it labels sexting as child pornography and makes it charge cha- uh, chargeable by law. I'm sorry, and basically what's would happen is if a young person were to send a photo of themselves or of someone else, either to someone else or in theory, um, it just kind of got circulated, it would then be able to be admissible as like a chargeable offense and young people would be incarcerated for it. Which again, we're talking about more punitive measures for young people doing young people stuff. And so functionally, um, we're trying to block that so that People who are liberal and well-meaning who think that that is a solution to that problem um, can see the error in that and understand the adverse effect of that primarily because almost every piece of legislation that has adverse effects when it talks about uh, like criminality is going to have horrible effects on black people in particular in Baltimore based on just the, the history here. And so all of those pieces to say um, the sexting legislation from Luke Clippinger is probably the worst piece of all of it, primarily because it is legislation that is almost exclusively going to end up impacting black and brown communities because those are the ones that that type of data or that type of information is managed or kind of surfaces at. And so I said to say it's just another one of those um, methods that will be structurally used to incarcerate youth for being youth. Definitely. You know, I haven't had a chance to look at the bill uh, myself, but it it sounds like another reason to criminalize uh, youth. Bottom line. Another reason to criminalize youth. Maddie, um, I I know your your time is tight, brother. I want to ask you though before before we uh we end this, what are what is the legislation that's on your mind that uh you are prioritizing for Wednesday for youth youth lobby today? Um, so I'm not gonna lie, I had a couple things, a couple things um that I was interested in. Fire away, brother! Fire away. The number one thing um, 
apologize. I am a little rusty. I've been dealing with a couple of things. But it was one particular, um, I believe the brother just spoke on it, dealing with um, youth being interrogated without a guardian or parent involved. I feel as though that's, that's, that's key. Um, as we've seen in history and we've seen history repeat itself, um, that's how uh, people, because it's, it's, it's not just that, it's a word game as well. So if they, you know, we, they get our, our people alone, we're already misinformed, miseducated on certain things, and we don't understand the full, um, the full meaning of words. So they get us alone and interrogate us. Um, like I said, us being ignorant of what they're doing and not realizing what they're doing, um, we're setting ourselves up, our futures up for failure through our words and conversations while being interrogated without the proper representation there. So I feel like that that. That piece there was like so important. Um, not saying anything else wasn't as important, um, but that piece to me was the most important. Um, seeing the things that I've seen and the things that I've dealt with in my community and dealing with the youth. Bobby, if I could just kind of throw out there really quickly. Sure, go ahead. A piece of legislation that's just not, it's not on the list for Youth Lobby Day, but it is on the hearing list because Youth Lobby Day is March the 3rd from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And there's a hearing directly after it intentionally that begins at 1.30 where there's going to be a bunch of pieces of legislation going through the uh Judicial Committee and I believe the Ways and Means Committee. But one of those bills that in particular that we at Algebra Project are particularly um, interested in is HB 1089. It is the Police Free Schools Bill. So in this session, there's a question about, uh, and people have been trying to answer the question about school safety and what to do with school resource officers and police officers. And basically, the conversation has yielded four different bills. One bill that basically says that school police can't go into a school building unless there's been a crime committed. One bill that says that school police can't be used in issues of school discipline. One bill that says the school, the state fund for of $10 million for that goes to um, subsidize school police would be removed and then um, it would be placed into counselors and psychologists and those types of resources in terms of like what that money would be appropriated for. And then there's the last bill, which is 1089, which is a full removal of school police and the reappropriate uh, reprioritization of those funds in the same way that the previous bill did. Now, I say that to say at any point, if any one of these bills passes, people will say that there's been some reform to school police. And in a state like Maryland, with there are 24 different districts and only one of them has a dedicated school police force being Baltimore City, um, that that legislation is primarily targeted to Baltimore whether we're talking about the school police in general or just like what that set of, uh, what the, the implications of those bills. And um, I just encourage folks who are listening to look up the different uh, school police bills or just a search of school police bills, Maryland General Assembly. And you'll see several of them come up, one from Delegate Wilson, one from Delegate Washington, one from Senator, no, one from Senator Ellis, one from Delegate Washington, one from Delegate Acevedo, and one from Delegate Wilkins. 
I think the Bills numbers are like 496 for HB. It's like HB 496. One is 1089. I believe another is. I can't remember what the other ones because the other ones were bad. Because basically the two that I had mentioned initially, basically one says school discipline. That's like they already have language for that and they already do all the same wild stuff that they do. And then the other one was that they can only go into the school based on a, a, a crime being committed. But like a schoolhouse fight is considered a, an assault. And so there's data to support that. So both of those bills are extremely weak language. And what I what I am worried about and I want people to be aware of as the session is going and as bills are being passed about what things are symbolic in terms of people passing laws and what things actually change stuff to get stuff done. For sure, for sure. We're about to wrap up. But first, um, before we, we do, I want to know what's the call to action? Who should folks reach out to? Um, as well as how can folks get involved with Youth Lobby Day? So, uh, I can take that. So the Youth Lobby Day is, like I said, it's on March 3rd. It's 10 to 1. And um, there is an Eventbrite link that I can share with you. But you can also look us up on Facebook for Reimagine Youth Justice Coalition. It's big yellow and black. You cannot miss it. And there's also, like I said, if you look up Youth Lobby Day or uh, RYJC Reimagine Youth Justice Coalition, uh, if you look up RYJC um, Lobby Day and Eventbrite, it'll pop up. Um, the event is basically through, like I said, 10 to 1. There's some breaks. We got some performance coming through. And if you want to plug in, you could always email um, myself at jjones at 410ap.org or you could email reimagine your justice coalition at architectsofjustice.com that basically emails the group that is kind of sponsoring the event and also doing all the in, in the in-between work that occurs which is the, the actual organizing piece to build the base and build the comprehension of folks so that we can get down here and get be effective Awesome. Maddie, before we go, um, any closing thoughts? Well, I just want to remind all my people to stay motivated, to be civically engaged, um, and to take back our power that we have as a people, power to the people. I just want people to know that. Um, be, and this is like the, the great prophet Noel Jirali said, industrialize ourselves within this corporation, this United States corporation, and know who we are within the United States corporation and move according. That's what I want to leave my people with. For sure. Oh, and before, I would be remiss if I didn't do the thing. Shout out to my team over at Outdoor Project. Every one of them folks, shout out to everybody who believed actually uh, helped me grow and develop as a person. And don't be, uh, don't forget to follow us on all the social media platforms. It's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's Baltimore Outdoor Project. And if it isn't, it's at Algebra Project on Twitter. That's the only one, but every other one our handles is at Baltimore Algebra Project. <laughs> You can also follow me at Maddie from the 24 on Instagram, M-A-T-T-I from the 24. Again, I appreciate y'all working. I appreciate y'all taking the time out. Peace. I appreciate you leaving the platform open, brother, and as you always keep on keeping on. Appreciate you, brother. <laughs> Folks, 
Thank you for your time. Again, I'm Bobby Marvin Holmes, host of Hugh Voices. Please be sure to check us out weekly for new episodes every Wednesday and subscribe to Hugh Voices Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also visit our website at sonofadream.com to learn more about how we provide services and multimedia resources to support the healthy development and success of children, youth, and families. Take care and be safe.